0: It is always a good idea to outstretch a bemittened hand and catch a few falling snowflakes for closer inspection. That is, of course, unless it's raining. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. February, in the minds of many folks, is the epitome of winter. Typically, this month brings some of the biggest snowfalls and the most constant cold weather. In all but the most unusual winters, and we seem to keep getting more of those in recent years, we usually have a consistent snowpack, deeply frozen lakes and ponds, and winter recreation in all its forms is in full swing. But when winter seems to have the peak of its icy grip across the landscape, something else seems to be happening. Each day since the winter solstice, we have been gaining daylight by a few minutes per day an almost imperceptible daily change that now, at the tail end of our coldest month, is finally noticeable. I distinctly remember a particular February weekend morning when I was living on the banks of a rather majestic Downeast River. The apartment I was renting at the time had massive floor-to-ceiling windows facing south to take advantage of the solar gain during the day, which would heat the brick floors and subsequently help keep the apartment warm through the night. This particular morning, I awoke to temperatures well below zero as a crystal clear Arctic air mass descended from Canada in the wake of a pretty fantastic snowstorm. There was not a cloud in the sky, and through the pre dawn light, I could see stars twinkling. While it was chilly in the house, I knew better than to kindle a fire in the wood stove. As soon as the sun peeked over the tree line, the apartment was flooded with life giving sun, and our chilly apartment instantly transformed into a tropical oasis as the temperature soared from the mid-50s to the mid-80s. Despite the frigid outdoor temperatures, I threw open the front door to give myself a bit of a reprieve from the heat. That February sun was then, and is now, intense. In fact, there is even an English word to describe this powerful winter sunshine, apricity. At the darkest day, the winter solstice, we typically have just shy of nine hours of daylight from dawn to dusk. By the end of February, we generally have just shy of 11 hours of sunlight, an increase of about 22%. But that isn't the whole story. While we are gaining daylight length, we are also gaining daylight intensity. At the winter solstice at noon, the sun just peaks up over the horizon by 21 degrees up in our neck of the woods. But by the end of February, that has increased to 35 degrees, noticeably higher in the sky. This matters because the more overhead the sun is, the more direct and intense the light is as we experience it. The sun is delivering more energy per square mile these days and for a longer duration. Though the sunlight is intense this time of year, generally the white snow reflects the bulk of that energy back out into space where it is effectively lost. This phenomenon is called the albedo effect. But the cold days of winter can't hold out forever. Little by little, the heat melts out the snow in the southern lands, and that warmth travels north, causing our snow to begin to melt. Once our snow melts even a little bit, the ground greedily absorbs the solar radiation, and before long, we have mud season. But hopefully mud season is a little ways off, even if that's only a few weeks, so that this weekend you can enjoy some of that winter splendor while it lasts. It's always this time of year when I step outside in the morning for a wintry adventure and by noon have my sunglasses on and have shed enough layers that I'm jacketless and maybe even with my sleeves rolled up to get a much-needed dose of winter vitamin D. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcripts, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.